This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Seth Levine, combo practitioner, multidimensional healer, and starseed who has experienced a lifelong contact and interface with many interdimensional races. Seth has the ability to communicate with interdimensional beings at will, and today we will look at his UFO videos and more. Seth, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's start from the beginning. How or when did you get your very first contact with these beings? As a child growing up, uh, like, you know, eight, nine years old, I would see things in the sky that were questionable, but I couldn't label it. Anyway, um, I think I was 10 years old. Uh, We went on this desert biology field trip and it was to Arizona and there was like uh, 20 kids and 20 parents and it was a biology class. And so we're doing this night hike and uh, we had UV flashlights, like ultraviolet flashlights because scorpions and certain gems and minerals fluoresce under UV light at night. And so we're walking around and uh, it's, you know, there's no clouds, just just moonlight, like very calm, still night and looking at all the things that are glowing and there's scorpions everywhere, by the way, which was crazy. And um, I remember walking on the trail with the moonlight and I see the whole sky flash reflecting off the ground. And my first thought was like, what, lightning? I don't see any clouds. And so I look up and I see this huge blue sphere rip across the whole sky, like close above us, like, you know, lower than a low flying Cessna. Like it was close. And I could see it was, you know, uh, blue and translucent and had like form to it. And then it goes all the way across the horizon and the whole sky flashes again, but it, it wasn't. I couldn't find a source for where the flash was coming from, which was kind of crazy. Anyway, all the parents were like freaking out, but I was like, yeah, which kind of surprised me how I reacted like that. Anyway, um, so I knew that event had something to do with me. I just didn't understand it yet. Then about a week later, I was you know, back at home and I was staying the night at a friend's house and I couldn't sleep one night. And so he lived on the upper floor of this two-story house. And there's like this big window in the middle and like a bed on each side of the room. And I, I got up and looked out the window and I was just, you know, thinking, cause you know, everyone's sleeping. I, I was just thinking in my head, I didn't speak out loud. I was like, if that, event had something to do with me you know showing me a sign and all of a sudden this this bright light lit up in this field next to the house and i was just thinking oh it's just some homeowner with a flashlight or you know something and then it lifts up off the ground and lifts way up into the air and it's just shining this bright white light 
at me and uh, all of a sudden my mind's eye lights up and I can like see who's on it and see these beings. And it was the Arcturians, now I know, but at the time I didn't understand what was happening. And I kind of stepped back, freaked out. And, and I said like, whoa, I'm not ready. And that kind of tripped me out because I was like, I'm not ready. Why did I say that? Anyway, um, so then I had a normal childhood growing up. You know, I would see questionable things in the sky, but those experiences stuck with me. And um, so then I suddenly started waking up around uh, November 11th, 2011, like 11, 11, 11. I just had this a spontaneous awakening. And uh, shortly after that, uh, I was contacted by the Pleiadians in my backyard. And uh, so I couldn't sleep one night and I walk outside and um, I was just looking at the sky and I'm like, you know, just talking to the universe, like no, nobody in particular. I'm just like, if you can hear me, show me a sign. And these huge shooting stars kept ripping over. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's just coincidence. And then I'm like, okay, do it again. And this huge, like, gold one rips by, like, super close. And it was just, like, I've never seen anything like it, looking back in hindsight. And anyway, I was able to make this happen on command again and again and again, uh, like, 30 times. But I'm still thinking okay, this is just coincidence because I can't put a label on it. And so I'm out there, like I meditate for a little bit. Um, like I didn't really know what I was doing back then. And um, and I, so I'm. it's getting cold and like, I'm about to say this out loud. I was about to say, well, you know, thanks for the shooting stars. It's getting cold. I'm gonna go inside now. And before I could even voice it, like just the thought of it, all of a sudden this this green orb pops in, rips across the sky, does this huge sweeping turn, comes back the other direction, phases out and disappears. And this big blue flash goes off and then that green ship reappears. And so I'm looking at it with my own eyes, like it physically manifested in 3D. And then my mind's eye opens up and I can see who's on the ship. And there's this woman and she's just absolutely gorgeous, blonde woman. And then there's a, a woman and a man behind her. So there's three people total. And man, the frequent, like the feeling that came from that, like there was so much love. Like I'm, I'm getting lit up right now thinking about it. Like I was crying from joy. It was the most beautiful thing. It was a type of love that I had not experienced in this lifetime on this planet, like period. It was truly unconditional. And it, it just like blasted my heart open. And the crazy part was like, I knew them. It was like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for so long and I miss you and now I'm seeing you, but I don't remember where I know you from. That was the weird part. And so now I realize it was from before this life, but um, yeah, that was a big like initiation. Those were the Pleiadians? those were the Pleiadians. Yeah. And I've, I've talking to other contactees, it seems to be a general theme that like, those are some of the first groups that contact people because they look just like us. 
it's not alien like they are humans basically you know not to freak people out you know because if some other race contacts you for, for the first time it could be a little disturbing <laughs> yeah what did the arcturians look like okay so uh in my experience they are short like three to four feet uh kind of like a, a green and blue luminous color and uh, they look humanoid but not necessarily human but they're not at all like the typical grays that's that's a totally different species and they're creepy and no good the arcturians are beautiful and like some of the most uh, spiritually advanced and wise and uh, protective uh, races out there. Are you saying that this woman with a man and woman behind her, they are your star family and that's your family that you were with prior to coming into Earth? So basically, I realized that I'm a star seed, like I've had other lifetimes in the stars and and now I've chosen to come to this human experience to help shift the planet because basically I've done this before and ascended and there's a whole group of people who are starseeds who chose to come back to help humanity through this shift because there's a fallen group of beings here trying to stop this ascension from happening. Mm -hmm. And the only way to participate in this game is to actually incarnate into it. You know, like they're flying around up there. They can't necessarily uh do things here because there's rules to this system you know it's like it's like a game kind of was there either something that happened to you like an nde very young or did you make this contract or did you plan this pre-birth and that's how the beings found you yeah this was uh pre-birth you know i have had near-death experiences but that happened later in life so i came in aware of this stuff for the most part, but then society's programming and social consciousness kind of took over and I fell into the illusion, you know, and then woke up back out of it like most people. And then to answer your, your previous question about, uh, is this my star family? Like at first I thought that I was like, okay, I'm Pleiadian and Arcturian and, and connected to all this stuff. But then as the experiences continued, I've had interface with so many races, I realized, oh, I'm not just one thing. Like I'm connected to all of it. And ultimately I, I exist beyond it inside the central sun. Like I know my true origin. And so these are just levels along the way, you know? So I, I don't necessarily identify as one race, like the all the star people in general, it's like, it's the greater family of man. There are cosmic brothers and sisters. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's very diverse. When people die or transition to the other side, do you think that they're in the dimension where all the star beings are? I think there's a vast array of different dimensional entities out there, um, both positive and negative. And so it depends on whether a person's been doing their, their inner work of self-mastery and raising their vibration, depending on what they're going to experience when they do leave this body. You know, and it's it's like navigating the bardo, you know, and if you're doing your work in this lifetime, you're already starting to navigate it so you don't get caught up in all these nets and traps and snares. And so if a person is doing their work, yeah, they're going to ascend to a higher level and, and uh, interface with spirits that are above uh, the level of being trapped in this game, you know, and uh, if a person is caught up in 
lots of karmic loops and addictions and all types of, you know, negative stuff, they're going to be tricked and trapped and uh, recycled back into this system for sure. Do you think that before people coming here, they're made aware of, okay, you can come to earth, but it's a tricky place. And if you're not careful, you can get stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone realizes that, but then you get here and you realize, oh, this is a lot harder than I expected. You know, looking at it from an outside perspective, it's like, oh, I, I got this. But once you're in it, it's like, well, I'm really in this thing, you know, and then the rules here, like the game isn't being played fairly, you know, the what's going on in the world today and the level of mind control and all the fallen stuff is, is pretty out of control. They're, they're breaking universal law left and right. And it can't go on much longer, you know? All right. Let me get you back to your spiritual journey going forward in your life. What happened next? Okay. So this is back when I was still like 10 years old. Um, you know, I tried talking to some people about it and parents and stuff and they j just, right over their head you know <laughs> they didn't listen to me so i just but i had i knew what happened to me like uh, it was a tangible full-on 3d manifested experience and uh, i never forgot that so even with that experience in my mind of knowing that that was real like and then i fell into social consciousness and had like a normal uh life growing up you know going to college and all this stuff if someone would have been talking the way I'm talking, like back then before I woke up, I would have laughed it off, even having these experiences because the programming is so thick here. You know, so I understand it sounds crazy to the person who hasn't experienced any of this, but I'm uh, I'm telling you that there's more stuff out there than people are aware of to your audience, you know? Mm -hmm. Next in your life, did you become a combo practitioner or a multidimensional healer? Okay, so that came uh, later after a series of initiations and uh, dealing with all these different races and light and dark and all this stuff. And so um, I'll get to that shortly, uh, or I'll lead into that. Mm -hmm. So basically, I met all these different groups of beings. Uh, I was contacted by the Pleiadians 10 years ago, and it's been every day since then. Like literally, I, I walk outside to let my dog go pee and I look up and hear the ships come and they're flashing and powering up and talking to me and there's orbs flying around me like close, like in my yard, you know, and this has been a daily thing for, you know, over 10 years. And so anyway, when this first all started, I was thinking it was all good because I had only met the good ones and there it was beautiful and I was, you know. I learned so much and it was, it was I've had experiences that I'm still integrating like the stuff that they've allowed me to catch on camera is nothing like I've had ships land in my backyard I've been on craft like I've had beings in my room I've got all kinds of stuff and you know there's all this activity going on and I'll pull my camera out and it'll stop and I realize okay this isn't this is just for me this I, they're not allowing me to share this stuff because the type of heat that that would bring on me uh, that's a real thing because that did happen and I'll, I'll get into that so um as this goes on uh it went on for like a year and i tried telling my close friends about it 
and you know they thought I was crazy so I basically just kept in and I'm having all these experiences with myself you know and I was I was able to show my ex-girlfriend at the time like she knew it was real but she didn't want me talking about it because of how people would view us you know back then and so anyway at a certain point I just I had had so many experiences and it was so profound that I was like I, I can't hold this in because this is you know info about ascension and the reason why we're incarnating into this this game in the first place and am I going to care what somebody thinks about me to you know like what if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow or something I would look back in hindsight and been like man I should have had more courage and I should have spoke about this and so um yeah I started talking about it and uh found out who my real friends were and who they weren't real quick <laughs> yeah and so anyway, um, this goes on for a while and uh, I, they start backing up and they're like, okay, you need to stop relying on us so much for, for answers and you need to like, you know, focus on doing the work more. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm still talking to them and I start realizing that some of the info isn't lining up for the first time and there's conflicting info going on. And then I start realizing there's uh, different feelings coming from different craft that look the same. They're appearing to be the same, like luminous and everything. Because, you know, I had had interface with dark beings back then and dark craft and, and you can feel the energy coming from it. And you're like, whoa, that is not good. I don't want anything to do with that. And then like the real ones show up, it just lights your heart up, your whole field up and you you can tell who's on it. But then there was this other group that that um, was like masking their frequency and they're very intelligent. They know how to play people. And um, I couldn't get really get a read on it. Anyway, I started realizing, oh, there's multiple groups out here and there's like the real ones. And then there's these imposter like trickster beings. And so that threw a wrench and everything because then I was like I need to learn discernment I need to like test and approve everything and now I realized they were right when they said you need to back up and you know focus on doing the work to learn discernment and realize what's really out here and so um that started you know a series of initiations to to process through this stuff and realize what's what and so I started speaking at events and going public at a certain point, like in 2016, I went to East Eddy Ranch up with James Gilliland and uh, some people up there. And they're good people. And it's a vortex up there by Mount Adams, for sure. I saw ships flying in and out of the mountain through solid rock face. And so like they, they have these bases inside mountains, like Mount Adams is one of them, uh, Mount Shasta, Mount Rainier, you know, and so on and so on, Mount Kailash. And so I find this very interesting. Anyway, um, once I really started putting myself out there and uh, being seen by more and more people and posting some like undeniable footage, you know, I started being attacked by some really, really nasty stuff. And, you know, I, I also like 
the more we do this work, like our so-called junk DNA is not really junk DNA. It becomes active. Like the more you meditate and the more that you walk a spiritual path, it starts to activate. And like these higher abilities come online. And one of these abilities is being able to see through the dimensions. And this has activated in me amongst others. But once I started being able to see spirits and orbs and auras and all this stuff, they realized that I could see them. And then the, the negative ones started to attack me. And so I was being attacked by uh, black orbs that would like fly by me and I would feel my energy drain and I would feel this, this foreign thought come into my head. And I realized, oh, it's, this is like a form of mind control. They're trying to, you know, work through the mind. And anyway, it's, they work in the unseen, like this dark stuff. They'll, they'll put thoughts in people's heads and people will think that it's them. And they'll just run this thought and spiral out down this loop and be controlled by external forces. And I would see this happen again and again and again. I would see black orbs following people and they'd fly inside them and then they'd start acting all crazy and the chaos would happen every time. And so um, it was this warfare, spiritual warfare around me back and forth. Like I remember one night, and I mean, this has gone on for a while. This went on for like 18 months of intense uh, back and forth. And I have a lot of other experiences that we could get into of like them showing up and stuff. But anyway, this one that pops into my mind, I was, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this like black thing fly across my ceiling. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, and I, I called on protection and these two luminous orbs come through my wall and one of them shoots at this, this dark mass and chases it off. And this other one stays above my bed and starts like doing a circle, like patrolling my bed. And I was, I was like, thank you. I got to go to work in a couple hours. Like, this is crazy. You know, this happened to me 24 seven. And then I'm, I go to work. I can't talk about this stuff. People think I'm insane, you know? So I'm, ha I'm just having to, to deal with this. It's almost like living in two worlds simultaneously. Anyway, um, I was also being followed by black helicopters, by armed drones. I mean, they would circle my house. They made themselves known in multiple ways. And uh, I remember one, one day I went out in the hills and I was, um, you know, open sacred space and I was praying. And I look up and there's an, a literal armed drone hovering above me. And I was just like, okay, I get the message. Anyway, um, I ended up taking my videos down because I was like, they're pretty much showing me like there's consequences to this, you know? And so I took my videos down and the attacks didn't really stop. Um, they kind of backed off a little bit. But um, during this period, I, I did a lot of inner growth and, and figured out how to discern what's what. And ultimately, I, it was an, an initiation, you know, to tap into my true self. And now I have so much protection around me. I realize there's rules to this thing. Like, I am allowed to speak my truth and post certain stuff. You know, I have massive protection around me. But if I go on the offensive and I start calling out, like, the dark forces in this world and all the inner workings, you know, they're going to come back at me, too. It's, it's so, it's like, there's... It, 
it's a fine line that I have to walk, you know. If we step back and look at the big picture, what is going on on Earth? Is there like some type of war between good and bad aliens? Uh, there's been a war going on for a very long time. And uh, basically, it came to this planet a long time ago when the, in the fall of Egypt. And that's when some of the beings in power made packs with some really dark stuff that came with this planet. We're still dealing with the effects of that. And so we have a, like this, this planet was set up as a school. It was like a, this third dimension is, is master school. We come here to, to learn to master ourselves, you know? And like, this is, this is the highest dimension in my opinion. And it's also the lowest dimension because only like the the strongest of the strongest come here because you can get lost in this loop of karma and stuck here and forget who you are. There's consequences to it, you know, but once you ascend out of here, like it's you bring the wisdom from this back with you. And so this is like one of the final master schools here. Anyway, it was set up perfect in the past and, you know, this is a world of duality. There's, there's light and dark. And when it's in balance, they both mirror back the same lessons just from a mirror perspective. And that it works to, for our own growth. And you realize oneness and love and everything and, and ascend out of here. But when this fall happened, um, things got out of balance and it's turned from a school into like a soul harvesting factory where they're trying to keep people caught in this reincarnation loop mimicking the real system of reincarnation which is like where you choose where you want to go for your own soul's growth you're not being like forced by some being who's calling himself god and so a lot of these beings uh, are posing as god but they're not god they're just you know this level in the middle why do they want to keep us here well because they're they're feeding off our energy and so basically it's turned it, they, they see us as cattle. They're feeding off our energy. They're feeding off our life force and they have cut themselves off from source in the process. And so they, they're thinking that they can create this infinite loop and it's, it's out of universal law. It, it can't last. It's going to be cleaned up, but they're going, they're going all in. And so it's, it's basically this, this ancient cosmic war that's been raging for a long time. And this has happened on other planets too. And, and now it's here. And so the way I look at it is like, ultimately everything is one, you know, even these lower beings that have cut themselves off from source, it's still part of the, the oneness overall. And so it's like, this is being allowed to happen because this game is being played on level extra hard, you know? even though it's not fair, like this is what's happening. Did you ever learn about the origin of the human race or human genetics? Yeah, so basically the origin of human genetics, uh, it all starts in Lyra and the constellation of, of Lyra and um, also the Pleiades simultaneously, they were evolving together and commuting back and forth. And so there's this ancient war, uh, which you know, these dark forces, it was composed of Draco and some other stuff. It came into Lyra a long time ago. This war was raging. Uh, the planet got destroyed and everyone had to leave. And so they left to the Pleiades. 
to Orion, to Sirius, to Arcturus, uh, to Aldebaran, and many other, many other systems, you know, and they also came here to a planet called Maldek, which was, uh, used to be here, and it, it uh, has been exploded. What the, what the Dark Ones did when they came here, they, they put a mini black hole in front of a, an ice comet and they sent it on a trajectory into our solar system. And it passed so close to this planet Maldek that the gravitation field just blasted it apart and it turned into the asteroid belt that's now here, you know. And then some of those chunks, some of that shrapnel came off and uh, hit Mars or passed very close to it anyway. You can see these big gouges uh, towards the North Pole in Mars still to this day, and it wiped the atmosphere off because Mars was also colonized. So then uh, a lot of the survivors came here to Earth, you know? And so basically, um, there has been a seeding of genetics here on the Earth from millions and millions and millions of years ago of, of human genetics. Like we, uh, we go all the way back to, to Lyra. And uh, there was 22, 22 different star races that like combined their genetics to create uh, some of the early versions of humans. But I mean, it's, it's not like they created us. They just, you know, hybridized us. Like, cause it all goes back to Lyra anyway. And so there's been many cataclysms that have wiped things out and then it's had to been restarted over time. And so there's been groups that have came here and upgraded us in our DNA. And there's been groups that have came here and downgraded us in our DNA. And so it's a whole array of different things that have happened. And, um, basically, The people here that of the Anunnaki, some of the most recent group of beings that have came here, um, they came here to mine for gold and re-engineered the, hum the human genetics to, to make us a slave race, basically, and dumb us down. And what they, well, Anki is, is a genetical, is a genetic engineer and he put some of his genetics in it that uh, would activate in time and so basically when we are doing our work and uh, you know walking a spiritual path and activating this dna we can become able to tap into levels beyond what they can and so they realize that and they see us as a threat and some of them uh, love us and they love their hybridization and other ones see us as a threat because they're like, oh, they can rise to levels above this and see that, uh, you know, things aren't right here. And so there's multiple agendas and multiple groups and all this stuff, but basically they aren't our creators. They're just, you know, and then even the Anunnaki come from Lyra too. So it's all just different versions of, of these human genetics and different meddling and stuff. You know, could we go all the way back to Lyra? All right, let's take a look at some of your video footage.
First, we're going to be looking at lion beings from Sirius and Arcturus, right? Yeah. And I'm just going to play the video because I think the audio is good. Okay? Yeah. All right, so let's do it. Let me stop it right there. What are we looking at here? What is this? Is this Pleiadian or Arcturian? Uh, so that's a, a lion being craft, and they come through, and they're all lit up in gold. And so this is night vision, so it doesn't really show colors. It, everything looks green, but how it looked within the naked eye was just, just this huge gold light that's cruising. All right. And is this one also the same thing, or is this a star? I think that's a star, but some other ones show up later but this ship changes colors it goes from gold to white later mm -hmm. and uh, so there's multiple beings on this craft they kind of have their signature and colors it's interesting all right let me play it yeah golden ship yes Now it's powering down the a bit. That was fully golden at first, and then it changed into a uh, I think it's kind of choppy. more of a white color. That was interesting. There's multiple beings on board. There's a lion beings and but then you can just Arcturians. see it power all the way down right there. Mm -hmm. Like it was just there, and then it just powers down and dips uh, out. That's amazing because if it was an airplane, you I would assume you would see blinking lights on it. Yep. Yeah, you can tell a, a difference for sure and then as this video goes on a bunch of them show up later and then this one shoots off afterwards all right let's keep going before i go though where are lion beings from so there most people think uh lion beings are are lyran and that's true but they've also you know colonized sirius and the ones that i'm talking to are mainly from sirius so the golden ones and then there's also these ones that are white and uh, so they're, they're from both, from Lyra and Sirius. All right. Okay. Yeah. And that one starts flashing, and it's like, oh, there's another one. Everybody's out tonight. The whole fam. Look at these guys. And then another one starts coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's this one that'll keep flashing on the right here. And then yes. it shoots off right there. I got that on film. <laughs> That was amazing. All right, let's look at another one. Now this one is going to be video of Arcturian and Pleiadian. Is there any way that we can differentiate between the two ships? Um, no, they both kind of look the same. It was just the feeling that was coming from them and the telepathic stuff that was going on. Okay. Arcturus. So you can see so two stuff. cruising. To the left, From one my heart above to all the beings, other ones. To all sentient beings everywhere. 
Uh, another ship right above it. That one's all powered up right now on the Thanks bottom. For showing up, my friends. Lit my heart up when that happened. When they power Appreciate up, you can footage. feel your whole field light up. And now they're right next to each other. Yeah. And then this other one comes in from the other direction here in a second. The Arcturians. <sighs> that was a lot of energy I was just feeling. And, oh, See, yeah, boom. another one. <laughs> wow. Powered up real Thank quick. you. So much energy, heart energy, just lit up. I'm going to stop here for a moment. So when you see these craft, they basically look like orbs to you? Or or if you saw them up close, do they look like your typical saucer-shaped saucer UFOs? Well, that's a good question. So when this was first happening, I, I it was hard to label it because I hadn't actually seen the craft up close. But... Uh, I did. That when there is times when they come close, and I've seen the actual ships and the windows and all the detail on them and all that stuff. When they're at a distance, they kind of look like just this bright ball of light. And so, um, I had this one experience where I I walked outside and I saw this this green orb rip across the sky, then stop like completely like that right above me. And it was just this big green ball of light. And then it starts powering down and powering down. And I start to see this disc in the middle translucent. And it's powering down and getting dimmer and dimmer. And this disc is becoming more and more materialized. And then it becomes like a solid metal disc floating there with just a little bit of, uh, you can see the electricity arcing around it in a, a torsion field pattern because that's the mathematics they use, like counter-rotating fields. And then it powers all the way down and all the luminosity goes away and there's just a disc floating there. And then it starts floating like uh, up and down and kind of wobbling a little bit. And I asked them, I was like, what's that about, about the wobble? And they said, well, we're changing power systems to become physical. And now we're riding the magnetic waves of the earth and it's kind of, they're kind of at flux. So it's kind of like a boat in water. Hmm. And that was like 40 feet above me. I could have thrown a rock at it. All right, let's get back to the video. And you guys are finally showing up on film for me. I really appreciate that. I say that because it's frustrating. You know, sometimes... That pops in for a second. But sometimes they don't show up. Oh, we got another one right here. Coming up. Oh, there's another the one, one that just went to the, the right. Dim now. And then in the video, uh, memory card is running out. A little later, I was talking to and they'll communicate. You know, they'll they'll flash. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> affirm things or Fuck say yeah, yes you guys. or no, and change colors. And... See right it's here. It's all about self-realization. They're gonna flash because I was like, I'll record some footage when it's time later. I'll definitely swap this so uh, memory card out for another one. And um, this one will pop in and out in a second. I'm gonna record some good footage when when it's time. I hope. Can you go outside every night and see this? Oh, for the most part, yeah. Basically, every day. Like if I spend time out there and I'm like, "Where are you?" Yeah, they'll show up. Sometimes they're busy, 
Uh, sometimes they just come through like they got a message to bring or something. But yeah, it's pretty much every day. And I've realized that when I'm doing really good and everything's on point, they don't want to disturb me. They're like, he's got it. Let's just back off and let him do his thing. You know, so they're also kind of here to keep me on track, you know. And then I would start thinking about it. I'm like, why are you showing up? What, what's going on? And they're like, it's not about us. It's about you. You're the one in the game. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, so this video is called Ground Ship Takeoff. This is Mount Adams. Mm -hmm. And if you look, uh, it'll leave from the ground directly in front of the mountain and shoot off to the left, going up and left. And so this is between us and the mountain because people are like, oh, these are satellites you're filming. It's like, yeah, satellites don't take off from the ground. <laughs> right. All right. Let's check it out. Oh, look at that. Yeah. 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 Oh, look at that. Know, that just yeah. happened and then out, it replays slower. All right. So just to let people know, it looks like it's starting from about here and then goes in this direction. Yep. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So do you think that that ship somehow goes into another dimension, like out of phase, but it's inside the mountain? Exactly. So they're, um, they're in a higher dimension so they can go through solid rock. But what steps through the dimensions that we can see is... Uh, the luminosity and the energy and everything. And this is a perfect spot to tie into this other experience where, um, I mean, this must, this is probably in 2015, maybe 2016. No, I think it was 2015. I, I had these crystals that I, these quartz crystals that I had left outside and had them in code and I put them in my water and I was drinking them and, uh, Anyway, like I had it laying around for like a year and I was just like, oh, I might as well put this in it and, and drink this water. And anyway, this thought popped in my head, like, go outside, look at the sky, which I thought back then was me. Now I realize it was them just subtly talking to me. And so I walk outside and I look up and I see this bright star there, which I had been seeing there for like three weeks. And I remember thinking, I don't remember a star right there. Like, because I was pretty familiar with the constellations and everything. And then I, I was like, okay, there's Venus, there's the other bright one. And I was like, yeah, there's for sure not a star there. That's something new. And it just been parked there for three weeks every night. And then I'll, I look at it and all of a sudden it starts moving. And I'm like, oh my God, it's moving. And so it's, it's moving and moving. And then I see this gigantic ship phase in around it with the light still there. And it, it, I mean, this thing was massive. It was, it must've been miles wide. Like it's hard to tell distance at a distance, you know, but it was, it was massive. It was a mothership. And so it looked like a boomerang. It was like the front was like this, this, this curved arced area with the, the bright light right in the middle. And then it had like this, this long back. So it was like a boomerang with the curve in the front, but it had a, like a little different angle to the back too. And anyway, it was moving across the sky like this. And and it, it phased in for like 30 seconds and then phased all the way out, but the bright light was still there. And then that's when I realized, oh, so the first thing that steps through the dimensions 
is the motor that's that's driving this thing because that's where all the power source is right and so that's transcending through multiple multiple dimensions at the same time then they can pull the rest of their ship through at will you know because it's all vibration you know if, if you change the vibration of things it'll change through the dimensional layers like i'm sure you've seen cymatics where they put sand onto a, a table and play a, a, a sound through it. And as the sound raises, it's like, it'll start to vibrate into different patterns mm -hmm. and they raise the sound and it'll, it'll go through this blurry phase and it'll lock into a more complex pattern and it'll do it again and lock into an even more complex pattern. And so that's basically sound forming things into patterns. And that's kind of how the dimensions work. Like it's, it's different levels of hertz that locks this whole thing into different dimensions. All right, let's do this. Let's take a look at another one. So this one's cruising along and I ask it to power up and it does on cue. Um, okay, let's take a look. I don't, I don't know if we can hear the actual sound from the video, but. So you're saying that you can actually hear them power up as well. No, no, no. You can hear me ask them to. Oh, okay. Okay. There you are. You just flashed a minute ago. I got the camera rolling. Can you give me another flash? Come on. Come on. You can do it. Let's power it up, you guys. So here it is. Yeah, and, come uh, on, power it up. Pretty soon here, I ask it power to power up. up yeah. Boom, right Thank there. you. <laughs> that was pretty much it for this video. Oh, that was great. What should we be seeing in this one? Um. So... This one powers up a whole bunch and in and out, and and it's you can see that when it powers off, there's completely nothing there because you can see everything in the sky, so it's phasing in and out. The Arcturians. So first, this one's just cruising, and it it's right next to Arcturus, the star. Kind of letting me know who they are. So there's an Arcturian ship. Just cruising. And so most people and will be like, oh, you're filming satellites right or there. whatever. And it's like, yes, yeah, satellites seems to be getting change direction and then power up and down and, you know, are intelligently controlled, which it'll do here in a second. So now you can see that there's nothing in the sky. And all of a sudden it'll just pop in and out real quick. Haha, <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. An Arcturian ship, just saying hello. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Love you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. 
It continues to do this for quite some time. How do you think they're able to see you or find you on the earth, especially from such a far distance away? Well, there's so much observation here uh, on the earth of what's going on, because what happens here ripples out and affects everything else. You know, so we're not just like some insignificant little species, like we're in master school right now. And the ones who are in control of the earth are trying to get humanity to give their consent to give all their power away. And there's good ones here that are trying to stop it, but it's it's up to us. Cause like, if we stand up and say no, like the game stop and we take our power back, you know? And so, there's just, there's so much observation going on. And it, it's interesting because I'll walk outside and I'll just be happen to be looking around like wherever I'm looking and I'll ask a question and it'll, just, it'll pop in right there. I'm like, how did they know I was looking right there at that exact moment? And it could be like when I'm talking to someone in the background and they'll time it perfectly. So like, just I see it and I'm realizing they can see what I'm seeing through my eyes and they can go, forward and back in time at will and so they can make things line up like absolutely perfectly synchronistically some high technology i don't know are we all able to see ufos like this and if so how do we do it oh yeah everyone has these abilities so i got i'm not special here and so it's like when you start to walk a spiritual path and become aware of your multi-dimensional uh being like you're existing in multiple dimensions simultaneously you start to realize these dimensions are full of life too and you're not alone and it's been that way the whole time and so having interface with different beings is is just part of the enlightening process there's no way around it and so it's really not about the beings it's about the process of us tapping into the higher force and living through the heart and realizing that everything's one and everything's love and integrity is everything and walking this path, you know, and the, the tests come, man, they come from every angle, you know, cause this thing still is a school. There still is an organic uh, school that's in line with universal law happening here, but there's also like this fallen aspect here trying to distort things. What kind of tests are you speaking of? So the, the universe is going to, or I should say the dark side is going to, they can see right through you. They can read you. They can read all your wounds, all your traumas, uh, all your past experiences, and they're going to play on it. And they're going to put those thoughts in your head. To you, so you want to spiral out down this path and they're going to, you know, try to mess with you till you take your power back. Like they're going to look for any kink in the armor to get in. And so like some of the things that Arcturians taught me years and years ago is that like, you have to control your, uh, your thought process and control your emotions. And that's really hard, especially when uh, life happens and, you know, relationships and all this stuff. And so, um, for instance, like the dark ones are opportunists. So say you go through a breakup and your, your heart is just broken and you're in a really low vibration. Well, that's when they're going to hit you, you know, they're going to hit you when you're at your lowest. And so, this whole thing is about 
realizing that I control what emotion I run. I control my thought process, not anything external, not the dark, not the light, none of it. I'm in control and I'm connected to the higher force right here. I'm, in, I'm mastering myself. I'm mastering my emotions. I'm mastering my thought process. You know, my, what, what I think, what I feel, what I choose and what I speak and what I do, it's all congruent. There's no confliction in me, you know, and that this is the great work. And so many people are crossed up. They think something, but do something else. And there's all over the place scattered. So it's like, uh, when I've realized that my biggest uh, weapon, my biggest protection is alignment. Like, yes, a lot of these, um, these beings are very protective and it it's, helps to have friends in high places, but Ultimately, it's if you walk a path of alignment, your protection comes naturally, you know. In the beginning, I mentioned that you are a Cambo practitioner. What does that mean? Okay, so um, when I was going through all these initiations, um, it took like a physical toll on me. I started to get physically sick dealing with, you know, these black orbs and all these weird ships showing up and all this crazy stuff going on. Uh, which I'll, I'll get into a few more experiences of this later. But uh, basically, once I passed all these initiations, I had to physically heal myself. And I found combo, which is a, it's a venom from a frog in the Amazon. And um, it's not psychoactive. Um, and it, it is, it is legal. And so it, it helps people who have diseases like like cancer and autoimmune diseases um and it it also clears you out spiritually like it it'll clear with the natives say panema like a dark cloud following you bad energy bad spirits it clears that out from you and so basically to apply it you get a little stick and light it on fire and blow it out and cherry it and you'll touch the skin uh, in a couple spots and wipe the top layer off and then you apply the medicine onto these points and you've drank in like a half gallon of water prior to this your stomach's full of water and this this energy starts ripping through you and ripping through you and you just breathe and you remember your intention you remember your prayer and it intelligently moves through your body and like cleans all your organs out and it'll dump all these toxins into your stomach and then you purge and you throw up you purge it out and it, it drops down and gives you a chance to to breathe and drink more water and it builds and builds and builds and you purge again and then it'll do that again and then maybe one more time this last purge that's when you get out all this color all this bile comes out and i've seen people who are dealing with you know like alcoholism and some really nasty stuff like black stuff come out of them you know the color changes depending on what's going on in a person's body and so once you get all that out and you feel complete you you wipe the medicine off and it very quickly goes away and you come back to to baseline and afterwards you literally can see clear and you feel reborn and it gets you so clean like just naturally physically that you can go out of body and have full-on interface and experiences like I've, I've had activations and amazing stuff happen with combo and it's just it's not psychoactive. It just clears all the chatter out of your head and clears everything out. And so, and it's, it's a very powerful medicine. Um, but it's, it's no walk in the park. You know, you, you, 
you show up to do the work and to purge. And so it rewards you greatly for that. Some people on the planet have RH negative blood. Is Does that have anything to do with these beings? Yeah. So basically RH negative blood is, uh, it's from the Anunnaki. And when I say Anunnaki, that's a broad term, just meaning those from heaven who came to earth. Like some of them are benevolent and some of them are not. A lot of people want to paint this picture all in a bad light. And that's not the case. There's both sides of it and I've met both sides. And so I have RH negative blood and I was shown from them that this, this is, you know, their genetics. Because RH negative blood just pops up in history out of nowhere, it can't be like an origin can't be traced to it scientifically. I'll lead into this experience uh, following an, another experience. So basically, this is back when I was going through these initiations. And uh, anyway, I'm I'm at the store in line buying some paint, and all of a sudden this like dark energy comes over me and I, I can't shake it. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is, this won't leave. I'm trying all the clearings. It won't leave. And I'm like, all right, I, let me just get home and get grounded. And I'm trying to like clear it. It won't clear. And then I get home and it's just the same thing. It won't leave. And like this continues and continues. And all of a sudden I'm in my room and I get pulled out of body. And I can see these two beings like doing their whatever they're doing, like black magic stuff. And I mean, man, the frequency that coming off coming off of them was like like ten thousand years of like torture and like suffering. It was really, really, really nasty. And I had been having dreams of these beings prior to this for a couple of weeks and waking up in sleep paralysis. And they basically were wearing uh, like these robes, but their face was a shadow. You couldn't see their face. And they were leave like it, it gets really dark. But anyway, so I get I get pulled out of body, and I'm seeing these two beings that are standing over me, like casting this like dark energy on me. And I'm trying all the clearings that I know, and they won't leave. And I'm like, what is going on? This is like the most powerful, most evil stuff I've ever come across. And I was just thinking. I'm a good person. I've never like done anything wrong. Why is this happening to me? And, and anyway, this continues. And then at a certain point, this like this golden light this opens and, and like shines on me. And like I see all of life, like you know, the plants, the animals, people, like even the asleep people, or even like dumb people, even people who are bad, like it just all life is sacred the contrast in comparison to something that's even worse than death. I was just like, Oh my God, I love everything. And that, that just exploded out of my heart and blew these things back and they left and that cleared them out. And then all of a sudden all these higher beings came in, the Arcturians and this, this council of, uh, they're known as the Anunnaki. They're known as the, the light council Elohim. And there's also another false, light council elohim which gets really tricky but the the actual light ones showed up too and i was it was just beautiful and then the house was cleared out and all these high vibes were there and i was like where were you guys like why why did i have to go through that they're like you had to see it for yourself you had to go through the test and i was just like okay 
anyway, um, so over time, I, you know, I've been having interactions with this, this light Elohim council for a very long time. And uh, Shiva is one of them. Like I have experiences with Shiva and I'm not Hindu. I didn't study any of this stuff. I just started having these experiences. You know, a lot of it ties back to these Vedic teachings and to ancient Chem and to Tibetan Buddhism, to ancient Peruvian teachings and to Norse teachings. And so this is, my experiences are going on and Anyway, like when I was wrapping up these initiations, I remember being out on this this trail at night, this night hike, and like uh, all these ships are flying by. Some of them are good, some of them are not good, some of them are in the middle. Like I don't know who's who, and it was pretty confusing, you know. And I, I was I was pretty pissed off. I'm like, you know what? I have gone out on a limb to talk about this stuff publicly i've lost relationships i've lost friendships like there has been consequences to me trying to illuminate people to higher levels of wisdom and truth and they're like yeah we know i'm like so you know i'm gonna need a face-to-face -face with you you either land your ship and we talk or you take me up there and we talk face to face not this out of body stuff like physically 3d like that's what i need before i go any further they're like okay i'm like okay and then three days go by and like nothing happens and i'm i'm just like just everything leave me alone until i figure out what's going on and so anyway i i get home from work one day and i'm like sitting on my bed like still in my work clothes and it's like completely sober and um because a lot of people want to like discredit this, like this is completely sober. And all of a sudden I see this, this shadow run by, but it was like, it was there. It was in between dimensions, but it, I saw it for sure. Even my dog saw it and turned and was like, whoa, there was something there. And I saw it shoot by and like, I saw it and fast forward. It was like, but I could tell if you slowed it down, it would have like walked over like wrote some stuff down, walked over, wrote some more stuff down and then left. And it did not feel good. And I was like, no, I am not doing this. I'm having this like demon in my house. Like get out of here. Like I'm not doing this. And so I, I just called, I was like, I call upon the highest octave of, of creation. I call upon my true ancestors. I call upon my guardians. Like, where are you? And all, all of a sudden they came telepathically and I, I knew exactly who it was from like many, many previous interactions. They're like, well, you asked us to leave. So are you sure you want us to come back? I was like, and as soon as I said, yes, this, this palm of light shot through the roof of, of the ceiling of my room. And this is visible with my own eyes. This palm of light shoots down and these basketball sized light orbs start shooting through my room. The whole room gets brighter. Everything feels amazing. Everything gets cleared out. And then they manifest into these seven foot tall beings that all surround me. There was like seven of them. And they look uh, like humans, but they're seven feet tall. But all you could see was light. Uh, like, and uh, this is what I'm seeing with my own eyes. All you can see is light. But then I, I get pulled out of body and I'm seeing myself and them around me. And 
you know, the, the way they look is like very Vedic looking, like with all the jewelry and the technology. Like, I don't even know what some of it is. Like there's a, some high technology stuff going on anyway. Um, they walk over to me and this one woman reaches inside my head and heals me because prior to this, I had this other experience with this really dark thing and it basically like um well let me back up more I, they had worked on me and like upgraded me and then this dark thing came and like basically pulled like this sword looking thing out and jabbed it in my head and i had you know my vision wasn't right i had this just pounding headache for like months like i was seriously messed up for a long time and all of a sudden she reaches in my head and like fixes something. And all of a sudden I feel blood flow come to my head. I feel like light and everything come back online and, and the pain leaves. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. And it was beautiful, man. They healed me. And so this is, this is going on and going on. Um, and then like, I came back in my body and they phased out and I'm thinking they're gone. I'm like, okay, they're, they're gone and then they'd kind of phase back in and pop back out and like okay they're still here and i'd ask a question and they would like knock on the wall and i'm like okay they're still here so it takes a lot of energy for them to like physically manifest and be visible it's a lot easier for them to just be just outside of this dimension anyway this goes on for two hours and they told me so much i learned so much they told me uh, you know, we have these genetics and it's, it's these star genetics are directly tied to RH negative blood. And it's basically, you know, it's a higher level of star genetics than RH positive. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then they showed me that, well, including the dark side, they also have these same genetics. And then I felt like I wanted to throw up because I was like, oh, my God, I'm tied to both sides of this stuff. But then I realized, oh, it's the same genetics on both sides. It's the same species, just like humans. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It just depends on which side of this war they're on, you know? <laughs> anyway, this goes on for quite a while. And I remember I was laying in bed processing everything that just happened. It was like two hours later. And I'm just like, oh, my God just processing it journaling and i'm laying there and all of a sudden this this being right next to me on my bed phases in seven foot tall just bright luminous light and then phases out and i'm like oh my god they're still here this is crazy and so i got the face-to-face -face i was asking for and that was the actual benevolent council like some of the ones who came here long long ago and set up civilizations and there are ancestors and then they left and left a group to oversee everything here and that group fell in consciousness and it's turned into the situation where it's in right now and so the good ones are returning and you know this war is still happening but there's a lot of uh, higher forces returning to help humanity out but it's up to us as humans to do the work which gives them the okay to intervene they just can't come in and do the work for us and then have us mess it up you know we wouldn't learn the lesson so there's like a giant karmic uh implication here if they were to come in and clean everything up so 
hopefully humanity gets it and starts taking their power back and saying no and declares that we're a, a sovereign race and you know lives from the heart and that gives them the okay and that's not to say that they aren't helping because they are helping like if they weren't here humanity wouldn't be here right now we would have been wiped out so they are doing a lot to make sure that everything's okay seth let me switch gears with you after watching this podcast people may want to reach out to you or contact you if you're up for that how should they do that yeah so i have a youtube channel called solar lion 144 and i have a website called solar lion 144.com and i offer readings and multidimensional healings and clearing of entity attachment and implants. And I also have combo ceremonies. And uh, I also am organizing Skywatch events where other people can come and we can view the ships together and meet like-minded people and start a tribe of like-minded people. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yeah, I would say that um, it's all about frequency. You know, once we learn to master our emotions and master our thought process, our reality shifts. And this is something that I've been taught through, through many different angles from the universe is that we create our own reality. You know, we are not victims in this thing. And so if we take our power back, everything shifts in our favor and we're in control. Seth, thank you for that message, and thank you again for being my guest. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the Join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.